your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, students in Limerick and across the country are spending more time than ever using their smartphones. And not just students. Uh, A Cork school believes it has found the answer to get teens to give up their phones in school. And uh, joining us on the line now uh, from Castle Troy College here in Limerick is uh, Principal Podrick Flanagan. And good morning to you, Podrick. How are you doing? Good morning, Joe. How are you? Very well. Uh, so the theory uh, behind this in the school in Cork is uh, that they have uh, attached to the outside of the lockers um, uh, little uh, boxes, uh, clear boxes, but apparently with uh, the crest of the school. And if a student wishes to bring their mobile to school, they agree to put it there and lock it in uh, during class time. If they don't want to do that, then uh, that's fine, but they have to leave the mobile at home and it is done on a, a trust basis um you know it's not uh, the principal says they're about banning it's uh, more about encouraging what do you make of that and, and what's the model that you use at castle troy college well joe it seems a good idea uh, in the distance like many other ideas i just couldn't see how it would work and whilst i appreciate uh, that it is based on respect uh, it does suggest that somebody has to keep an eye on whether or not the, the boxes are full or empty. And if they're empty, that indicates that the student isn't participating in the scheme or has the, the phone with them. Um, I just wouldn't see it being feasible in our setting, which I suppose, as you know, is, is a rather large school. Our, ours is also based on a culture of respect and partnership. But in effect, students are, and I would imagine almost 100% of them do bring their phones to school. And it's very simple. They are obliged to have their, school, uh, their phones turned off on their person. We went through a phase of trying to ensure that they would have them in their lockers. But that's not implementable. So students have their phones in their pockets and uh, we insist on they being turned off. And so you'll see every evening once they emerge from the school building at four o'clock, hundreds of phones being switched on. It works in the main very well. And again, it is based on our acceptable use policy of of internet and of computers and um, it, it's working very well for us, Joe. Yeah, I mean, if you had said to me a few years ago that I would be as phone-obsessed as I've become, I would have laughed at you. But it is amazing how much we all depend on our phones, how much time we spend looking at them. So the idea that um, uh, children and teenagers would be any different when they've grown up with the it is laughable, isn't it? Absolutely. And I mean, as you, as you say quite rightly, Joe, we, we uh, as uh, more mature, shall we put it that way, adults, uh, can't say anything because, in effect, we're, we're all at the same thing. So it is an extraordinary sight to see all 100 students emerge and immediately catch up. And I'm not saying that the odd one isn't tempted during the day, but we have a strong supervision structure and students coming to the school know that they are not allowed to access their phone during the day. And uh, that's, that's quite a challenge, but because it's part of who we are and what we do, uh, it is successful. But we do appreciate, of course, that once they uh, leave school at four, then uh, unfortunately it is the start of hours and hours uh, living on, on the phone for many of them. 
Yeah. The other point, Patrick, I suppose, is you mentioned it's based on trust. So two things will happen. Uh, the vast majority of students will obey and uh, those who don't are probably clever enough generally not to get caught. If someone is seen doing it by a teacher, what's the reaction? Very simple, really. Uh, occasionally, it might be appropriate just to give a warning. But in general, and it doesn't happen that often, uh, the phone will be taken up by the teacher and uh, moved to the office and put in a secure location and a little call home to a parent to come in and collect the phone, which could happen within 20 minutes or could happen sometimes parents are irked, not by us, but by their offspring, and will deliberately not come in for a couple of days so that the, the child in question really feels the pain. But in general, uh, they will come in very quickly um, and collect the phone, and that's it. And mm. it's a, a minor inconvenience, but it does uh, drive home both to students and parents uh, that uh, it's something that's not to, that you shouldn't do, you know? Yeah. And, Patrick, with your experience, what are the pluses and minuses for education of mobile phones? I mean, it's not an entirely negative thing, I presume. It's not entirely negative, and I've often thought, Joe, that if phones hadn't the ability to record or to photograph, I could see that they could be a huge part of the educational experience. Um, but there's no point being naive. The temptation is there to use them in a manner that wouldn't uh, help the school life. But having said that, we are lucky enough to have hundreds of Chromebooks, tablets, that are provided by the school during the day. And so as that number has grown over the years, the need for uh, phones in school uh, um, has decreased. But there's no doubt that many students use their phones in an educational sense uh, in the evenings and the weekends, although simply because of their compact nature, uh, tablets are much, much better. But uh, it is extraordinary that we're, you know, decrying, as we often are, the capacity of phones, given that, you know, they carry more technology than was humanly imaginable only a few years ago, you know. Mm. Uh, the other thing is that teachers um, will point perhaps to predictive spelling and grammar um, uh, being a problem. The, the phones have allowed people to slack, uh, slacken a bit on that. Yes, indeed. Our English colleagues will, will constantly point to that. Um, and I suppose it is now a generational thing. You know, I, I am frequently bemused even with applications for jobs for older students and indeed uh, young adults and into their 20s and older whose use of English and whose spelling betrays perhaps, uh, you know, a regularity of use of phones that maybe wasn't there in times gone by. Um, some people are perturbed by it, others shrug and say a language is live and moves on, you know, so it, it, the jury is out on that one in some respects. Okay, well listen, thank you very much for chatting to us uh, this morning. That is uh, Podrick Flanagan, who is the principal of Castle Troy College. What do you think of mobile phone policies in schools? What's it like where um, uh, you are um, sending your uh, kids to school? Let us know, WhatsApp or text 086-123-9595 and uh, we'll hear a little bit more about this after a short break. Yeah, so we've been hearing there from Padraig Flanagan, who's the principal of Castle Troy College, on phone policies in schools. Uh, and uh, Betty McLaughlin is president of the Institute of Guidance Counselors in Limerick Woman, and she's on the line. Good morning to you, Betty. Um, Good morning. So former did... president, that is, Joe. Oh, former president, I do apologise. <laughs> uh, so tell me about the um, phone away box and your view on it in the Cork School. Do you think that's a good idea? 
Um, well, I think it's a, it's an idea, but I'm not sure that everyone will tie into it. Any of these ideas that come up in school, if I'm not, it, it isn't clear if it was um, a collaborative decision. But if students were involved in the process, if they've been given a voice, if parents, if they've consulted with everybody and every has, everybody has agreed, it has a good chance of working. Uh, if it has been imposed on students, I would see that, you know, it may not be a good idea. It may not work. Uh, that's what I have found through the years. That if you want to get a buy-in, if you want to get people to um, agree to a policy and to implement it and act it, you have to have agreement all round. Uh, the other thing I'd worry about, and, uh, you know, you have to police it. If you have phones in a clear box where you can see through them, they do have to be policed. They're a big temptation. Well, well, it's, it's a good question because according to the principal of the school in Cork who've done this, the school policy was the students initially should have phones in lockers, but not a lot of them buying into it and impossible to monitor yes. because teachers can't go around searching pockets and bags, he yes. said. But that is the idea of this uh, clear box on the outside. But I, I would agree with you. I mean, you are thinking to yourself, a clear box with a mobile phone and a lot of these phones are quite expensive. Absolutely, hugely expensive and it is, you know, a temptation for students as well. Plus, students, you know, they're normal, they're human, they might decide to have a prank, they might try and open them unless it's very well policed and they may have cameras, of course. A lot of schools have, um, you know, cameras now and can, can monitor things that way. Um, it, it remains to be seen whether it's going to work, whether students are going to comply and and, and so on. Yeah. Uh, no, he did say that they had to do something in the school. I'm sure this is similar yeah. uh, to schools in Limerick. The phones were beeping in class. They were disrupting learning. Yeah. Students were making excuses to go to the toilet three or four times a day so they could check messages. Yeah. And yeah. national research supports all of that. Um, there was a study clicks uh, survey yeah. that said 54% of students said they checked their phones in the classroom over the previous seven days while the teacher was not looking. So yeah. it, it, it is a dilemma. Um, it is part of life. Let's be honest about this. I mean, particularly when you get to secondary school, most have it. Uh, at the same time, you can see how it would be off-putting for other students, for the student in question, if they're constantly checking the phone, and for the teacher. I mean, Patrick Flanagan made oh. the point there, you know, the recording devices and the ability to oh, yeah. take a video and photos. Yeah, oh, that, I mean, they are... I mean, it's a culture now that we are slaves to our phones. Adults, not only children, adults as well, not only the young people. And um, certainly you are wide open if you're in a toilet, if there's any compromising photos or pictures taken. They may think, young people might think it's fun at the time, it's great crack. But putting that up on, on, on social media like can destroy somebody, you know, it can really, really... Uh, be so upsetting and the thing they remember, they, f they forget to remember is once you put it up, it's out there in the ether and you can't really claw it back, you know. Yeah, we're chatting so, to Betty McLaughlin and uh, a listener's been in touch on 0861239595 says, would you go way out of that, Joe? Teachers are some of the worst culprits for being on their phones. It's no wonder kids can't leave them alone when we hear of primary and secondary school teachers who give kids work to do in their class so they can go on their phones themselves. This is commonplace. Uh, principals will deny it, but kids will tell you that teachers are doing it. Right, well, I'd like to think that wasn't happening and that we're more professional than that, but 
you know, I mean, as I said, I will say we're all slaves to the mobile phone. And I think we need to look at ways of detoxing from that as a society in general. And, and when was the last time, um, you know, and I'm asking this question against myself because I can't remember either, that you tried to detox from your mobile phone, Betty? Well, to be truthful, Joe, I haven't done that, but I see the need for it. I am trying at night time to turn it onto silent and not look at it, but uh, it's very tempting. It is. And I mean, the vast majority of the stuff that you might be checking or monitoring is stuff that you don't need to know until the next day or is utter rubbish in the first place. Absolutely. It's the, the news notifications coming in. It's very hard not to open them, you know. We're curious by nature. But I suppose the ideal is to put the phone away from you for a, for a while. would be no harm at all. Life goes on. Yeah. You can have better conversations. You can be more relaxed yourself and you'll probably sleep better by not having that phone near you at night time. And they are designed, of course, to draw people in, aren't they? And to keep for people sure. on them longer. You know, the psychology around it and all of that. Well, for sure. And it's very tempting for kids. And they're becoming more sophisticated. You can do more on it. I mean, your phone now, a lot, most of the phones are, if they're iPhones or, you know, if they have internet, they're actually little computers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll be interested to see, do parents care less about this? I mean, do you, does it bother you at all? Uh, are you happy enough for your kids to be on the phone nonstop and maybe not distracting you or worrying you or do you really care whether it's happening in schools or any of that? Um, like to hear from you, 86 95 WhatsApp or text and uh, thank you uh, to the former president, I should have said, of the Institute of Guidance Counsellors and uh, Limerick woman Betty McLaughlin. You heard there from the current principal before that of Castle Troy College in Limerick, Padraig uh, Flanagan. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.